Hello, and welcome to the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Guthrie, and I'm an attorney, mediator, trainer, keynote speaker, author, podcaster, social media influencer, technology junkie, consultant, and coach. And although I know that sounds like a lot, but what it really means to me is that I've found a way to make a living doing what I love and doing it in a way that lets me help others. So in this podcast, I want to share some tips and insights into helping you create the career that lights you up and pays your bills, whether that's as a mediator, attorney, collaborative professional, or really anything that you are passionate about. So I'll be chatting with some of the most successful and influential experts in all areas associated with building your practice, and I'll share my own thoughts and the lessons I've learned along the way. So come along on the journey with us and soon you'll have a practice that will let you make money mediating too. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. And before we dive into this week's topic on the Make Money Mediating podcast, I just wanted to mention to my family law colleagues out there or anyone who is going through divorce or a significant life transition, I have another podcast called the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm very lucky. It happens to be one of the top three divorce podcasts in the world. And it's a podcast that I created to focus not only on helping people to transition through the divorce process well, but also to thrive in their lives after, hence the name Divorce and Beyond. So over the past two and a half years, we have almost 200 episodes filled with every type of helpful topic related to divorce and again, thriving in your life. So please go check it out at divorceandbeyondpod.com or you can find it on all your favorite podcast outlets, even the one that you're on right now listening to this podcast. So let's dive in. This week, I want to talk about writing good marketing copy because I've had a few meetings this week with clients and that's all we've talked about. This is an area where many people struggle. And I get it, it makes perfect sense. We, in our professional lives, draft things, but we're not always drafting things from that perspective of trying to entice clients or customers. We're usually drafting it for business purposes. So I wanted to share a concept and I'll be really open and honest. It's not my original concept. I originally was introduced to it by a friend and colleague, Christina McGee. For those of you out there who don't know Christina, she is the top parenting expert in the world. And she believes in this concept of getting sticky with it. And I love that phrase. It's in fact a program that she did recently at a conference that I was at. And it was all about the fact that when you make your written words or your content sticky, you make it easily accessible by people when they are no longer there in front of you, right? Which is exactly what we want our marketing copy to do. So when I'm talking about marketing copy, I'm talking about the words that are on your website, the posts that go along with your social media graphics, your blogs and articles, your presentations, like I just mentioned for Christina. Anywhere where you are putting out messaging 
that you are looking to market your skills or services to outside potential clients or customers, that's marketing copy. And sticky really just means copy that the audience is going to remember after the moment has passed. We've all had that experience of catchy jingles or catchphrases that we can remember. And, you know, that's what Christina uses it for. Christina works with parents and co-parents who are often separating or divorcing or are in conflict. And she's trying to get concepts across to them that are hard for people to remember at times of high emotion, which is when most parents need these catchphrases that she has. So as an example, one of hers that I love and use all the time is when parents fight fire with fire, kids get burned, right? A nice, simple one. I bet you all, if I asked you to repeat that right now, you'd be able to repeat that right back to me. And the next time that you're co-parenting, if you have a difficult co-parent, you might actually remember that when the two of you are in conflict and remembering that effect of that conflict on your kids, they get burned. It's those little catchy phrases, the t-shirt slogans that make us memorable. So I want to share eight tips that I use and that I've gathered together from a variety of different experts to help you create that sticky marketing copy. All right, so first one, keep it simple. K-I-S-S, I used to say keep, keep it simple, stupid. And I said that in a, in a meeting once or in a training that I was doing and somebody took offense to it. So now I say KISS, K-I-S-S, is keep it super simple. But you do want to do that when you are writing marketing copy. We have this tendency to be verbose when we are trying to get concepts across, when we are trying to, in our minds, convince people of something, why they should hire us, why they should buy our product. You want to keep it as simple as possible. Again, Christina's quick little when parents fight fire with fire, kids get burned. Short, sweet, to the point, we know what it means. So you do want to keep it simple, pare it down. And you know you want to be thinking about, here's, here's my tip on what needs to be included. Identify your potential client or customer's problem, and then tell them how you're going to solve it. Those are the two key components of keeping it simple. What's their problem and what can you do to resolve it? That's what they need to know. In fact, if you give them too much information, then you run the risk of just confusing them. And when you leave them confused with your copy, they will leave. Right, so leave them confused and they will leave. There's another one of those sticky phrases. See what I did there? But it's true. I was talking to one of those clients I was talking about a little earlier in the episode that I met with actually this morning. And he provides a lot of different services. He happens to be in the family law and mediation arena. And he works both with couples together and he works with people individually. And so when he's been creating copy, he's been trying to fit 
all of that content in there so that he's covering the entire kitchen sink of services. And in fact, what that does is it leaves them confused, so they leave. So we're breaking it down so that his, his messaging is simple and broken into individual messages. And that's another point, right? Don't put everything and the kitchen sink all into that one particular blog, that one particular paragraph or heading on your website or your social media post. Tip number two, be real and tell a story if you can. This is really a key component because people are very affected by real life stories. In fact, if you listen to my podcasts, both this one and Divorce and Beyond, I often will tell a story that is a way of highlighting the point I'm trying to make. I did it here when I talked about my friend Christina and her sticky phrases that she uses. And I used a story to explain to you about the client that I had this morning who was throwing the kitchen sink in. So being able in your blog post, in your article, in your post, to be able to tell a little bit of a story to amplify your point is another way to get sticky with it. All right, so number three, this is the DBB. There's an acronym for you, DBB. Don't be boring. <laughs> Professionals have a horrible habit. I'm gonna throw us all under the bus. We have a horrible habit of being boring. We get very intellectual, we get into our heads, and not that being intellectual is boring, but you have a very finite period of time to get someone's attention when you are putting out marketing copy in milliseconds. So when you start pontificating or dragging on or using language that's not easily accessible, you actually cause yourself a problem or when you're very wordy, think about the last time, and for some of us, if you're like me, it may be a very long time ago, but the last time you sat in on a lecture and they didn't have slides, they don't have show a video, they don't ask questions, they just get up there for an hour and lecture to you. When do you stop listening? Not that far into it, I'll be honest, right? When you, It's just that flood of information is almost too much. So don't be boring. And again, it got, this one also goes back to don't, you want to keep it simple, number one. But try to find those, you know, that fine line where your, your copy communicates your key messages in a way that resonates with your audience. So we'll be talking more about your audience, but you're always going to remember who you are writing for. So again, with that academician that we were just talking about, if you are writing for other academics, go ahead and be very academic, but you are a professor writing for you know, students or the public, you are going to use a different tone or you might be perceived as boring. All right, so don't be boring, DBB number four. And that does move us on to write for your target audience. Think about who you are trying to speak to 
in your website copy, in your social media post, in your blog article. Who are you trying to reach? And I'm going to be clear here, don't try to reach everybody. Like that client of mine that I talked about this morning who works with both individuals and parties jointly, he may want to do different copy, copy for working with couples together and then separate copy entirely for working with individuals. So before you put pen to paper, put fingers to keyboard and start writing anything, I want you to define your target audience. And there's a quick exercise that you can do for this. I do this in all of my marketing groups at Moston Guthrie. This is one of the very first things we do at the top of the year as we go into our year long journey together in the marketing world. We sit down and everybody draws three stick figures on a piece of paper up at the top. And then they identify their top three potential clients. And that could be, you know, as an example, I'll go back to my world of divorce. It might be, you know, a person who is thinking about getting a divorce and wants to keep it amicable might be person number one. Person number two might be colleagues who are litigators who would like to perhaps mediate their cases before they get to trial. And client potentially number three might be an individual that I would work with as a coach in their mediation or as a negotiation or strategy coach, right? So I identified three potential clients, but what you wanna do in the exercise, get super granular with these people. Think about who they are and write down as much as you can. Make them caricatures to a certain degree because you have to generalize, but then keep those little stick figures in mind when you sit down to write out some copy. Because when you sit down and you write copy that is overbroad and written to the masses, you're gonna go back to when you leave them confused, they will leave. You cannot leave people confused about who your messaging is going to. If you don't know who you're writing to, they're going to wonder how you can help them, right? So you want to be sure, again, any time that you are sitting down, you are writing for a particular potential client if it's marketing copy. And you may take the same topic and write it three different ways to appeal to those three different potential clients, your three different stick figures. One last note on your stick figures, you also may want to put them and rank them in order of importance to you. That could also be very important to you. So keep your little stick figure, and they don't have to be stick figures, you know, but I found that easy and it gave me sort of a little mental picture in my mind. All right, next tip. Leverage alliteration and acronyms. Yes, you've already heard me do it. I have, I, I have such a delight and I love using acronyms and alliteration and you will find ways where you can work these into your, you know, your posts into onto your website and especially into your articles. I have one colleague who has done an absolutely brilliant job in coming up with an acronym, her initials are A-N-Y. 
are Ashley Nicole Russell, right? She's a fabulous collaborative attorney in North Carolina, and her law firm is ANR Law. And what she uses ANR, she's come up with the acronym for ANR of A Negotiated Resolution right? Because what is collaborative law? It is a negotiated agreement. It ends with a negotiated agreement, a negotiated resolution between the parties. Take her initials and came up with a negotiated resolution. People will remember it. I remember it. I just told you about it. You will remember it. Those are the sort of things that can be incredibly helpful to you as you are trying to build out that sticky copy. Another thing that Ashley Nicole has done, she's a master at some of this. I've actually worked with her on some of these, so it's been quite a bit of fun coming up with this sticky copy for things. Ashley Nicole has a wonderful program. She's actually, she was on another podcast here at Make Money Mediating Podcast, and she talks all about the program, so you can go listen to that. I'll link to it in the show notes. But ultimately, she wanted to come up with a name for the program, and we settled on Delivering Divorce Differently. It's a program for professionals on how they can support people out of court in coming to a negotiated resolution. Doing Delivering Divorce Differently, DDD, there's the alliteration. So alliteration and acronyms are incredibly sticky. They are so helpful. Think of Bill Eddy, Biff. Keep your communications with your ex brief, informative, friendly, but firm. When you are dealing with someone who's very upset, use ear, empathy, attention, and respect in your response. Those are both thanks to Bill Eddy. He's the master of the acronym. But those are incredibly good ways to make your copy sticky. And, and in fact, just a little sub hint here, if you have an acronym like ANR, like BIF, that could be your graphic right there. Grab people's attention with the acronym or DDD, Delivering Divorce Differently. And then under that, you could put what they each stand for to grab people's attention. So the next tip for me is the ability to use good metaphors. And for this, it's, it's a little like the story example that I said, but if you don't have a story that you can use, a good metaphor is something that can also make information very easily accessible in people's memories. And I have another story to tell you, another example that a colleague uses. So this is a colleague of mine, Kelly Myers. She's a wonderful divorce coach and mediation coach and mediator in California. And Kelly was recently on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. And we were talking about explaining to people why they need a team of professionals when they go into a divorce mediation or a divorce negotiation. Everybody thinks they need an attorney, but people forget that having a divorce financial professional can be very helpful. Having a divorce coach is incredibly helpful. Having a parenting expert like Christina is very helpful. And Kelly's metaphor was fabulous. She said, I explain it to people this way. You wouldn't go into surgery with just a surgeon. 
your surgeon has an entire team of people who are there who are all equally important in supporting you in having a successful surgery. Yes, the surgeon may be doing the cutting, the sewing, the clipping and snipping that surgeons do, but you're going to have an anesthesiologist, you're going to have nurses both in the operating room and after, you're going to have the people, the orderlies who bring you in and out of that room. You know, there's an entire team of people who are there supporting you through the process. And I thought, wow, what an amazing metaphor for needing a team to go through the process of a divorce, you have a team to go through the process of surgery. So think of ways you might analogize or bring a metaphor in that because I loved this phrase I saw somewhere, metaphors are the super glue of writing. <laughs> There's another one, right? So make, making things sticky, getting that super glue out, metaphors can be incredibly helpful for you. All right, so the next one, and this is a problem, and you know, I know many of the people who are listening are in the legal world, attorneys, but we all come from a business background or we are in some sort of a business. And so what I'm going to say to you all, we are all guilty of, myself included. We have to avoid industry speak, meaning we have to speak in the vernacular that the people that are intended audience, right? Those stick people, potential clients are going to understand. And my lawyers, I am talking to you. I'm talking to us. We have a, we love our divorce lingo. We love our legal lingo. We have spent years learning it and honing it. And it's how we understand things. It's the lens through which we explain things and that make sense to us. It's a dissolution of marriage, not a divorce. It's custody and parenting time, not you know the, a timeshare of children or where your children, who will be the decision-making or caretaking parent. We have all of these phrases that we tend to use and we forget when we're talking to the public at large, who are potential clients perhaps, that's not how they think or talk and you are alienating them or pushing them away. We may think it's impressive, but if they don't understand what we're saying, if we leave them confused, they will leave. So you want to, now there may be times where you are, your potential stick person is a colleague. And at that point in time, bringing out your industry speaks to show that your understanding of what they are facing or the potential issues in a matter, that's one thing. But adjust your languaging to suit the particular stick person that you're talking to. All right, and then my last tip, and this might be the most important one, although I, I tend to think they're all important, but the last one is you, you have to edit, edit, edit. Unless you are a person who is used to coming up with sticky phrases that are short and sweet and to the point, like a Christina, um, you are going to end up having more words on the paper than you need. And this is especially true when you're putting out copy that is going to be immediately visible to people because just in and of itself, a wall or a page or a computer screen or a phone full of words is off-putting. 
when you look at a very dense article, I pulled up a, a law review article the other day that I want to read, and the topic is of great interest to me, but I opened it up and it's 75 pages, so many footnotes, I can my eyes are crossing, and the opening paragraph, for good reason, but it was it was very dense, and I just haven't been able to get myself through it yet. I will because it's important and it's not marketing copy. It's for educational purposes, but that is not the response that you want when you are putting out marketing comp copy. You've got to like defluff it. You have to deword it, go through there, cull out the unnecessary. And I suggest always writing something out first and then going back and taking a look at it and taking out any extraneous words. If you're using two sentences to say what the first sentence already said, cut out the second sentence. It's very important to cut it down so that what is important actually will stand out. And one last little note to that is when there are super important words or short phrases, you may also want to bold them in the copy. But what you really want to do is craft some sticky marketing copy that's going to highlight your service or your product in a way that when you're, the person who's reading that copy leaves, they're going to remember you, they're going to know what their problem is and how you're going to solve it, and they're going to know what you want them to do. And that's your last tip. I know I said last tip, but here's the real last tip. Always have a call to action. CTA. You need a CTA. There's another acronym. You must have a call to action, everyone. So tell them what you want to do. If you'd like to know more, please reach out to me at. If you'd like more information on this topic, go to this page on my website. If you'd like to speak with me for a free 15-minute discovery call, click this button. Tell people what they, they can do to follow up after you've put all that hard work into creating that sticky copy. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I hope you got some great insights and tips on creating your dream practice. Join us every week on Thursdays for a new episode. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you're enjoying the podcast, here's a shameless ask. Please consider giving it a five-star rating and tell us in a review what you find most helpful. It's honestly the best way for others to find the show so that they can make money mediating too. I'll see you next week.